Pirates versus Tyrants. This is the Tom Wren Show, where we practice piracy on the enemies of freedom and liberty. Hello, 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 and welcome, everybody. Oh, topic for the day. I, I mean, this isn't real hard. Uh, banking, anybody? Uh, we all love our banks, right? Banks are something special. So I want to open this up. I want to give you guys a little bit of history. Uh, I ran a credit union for a number of years. And what I can tell you about banking from having ran a credit union is once you get a banking institution set up and once you've got things kind of squared away, uh, you got the processes in place, you got the procedures in place, you got the people in place. There is a whole lot of just sitting around waiting to make money. Uh, because banks make money out of thin air, right? You, you don't actually do anything. You, you put some figures on a spreadsheet, you move them to another part of the spreadsheet, and then when you move them back, they're, they're bigger numbers, right? That's banking. And so I am not the kind of guy who's very good at sitting around. If you know me on a personal level, you'll find that I am exceedingly bad at not doing anything. I don't like golfing, and I don't... Uh, I just don't do well not accomplishing things. So, yeah, I was running that, uh, the credit union. And uh, as the credit union grew, there were certain times where you had to wait for the the income from the loans and the this and the that to catch up. So this ratio looks this way and that ratio looks that way. And so you run into a situation where there's only so many projects you can do and so many things you can do until you just got to wait for that money thing to be where it needs to be in the ratios to line up right. Well, I was never good at just, well, then let's go golfing today. So what I would do is I would research and I would find other projects and other things to get into. And I spent an immense amount of time studying when I worked there. And I really did. I, I learned a ton about the industry, uh, credit union banking, it's all banking. And, uh, you know, from a regulatory perspective, from a legal, from all sorts of perspectives. So I've got quite a bit of background in this, and I don't uh, do a ton of law in there. I was a compliance expert at the time. I'd gotten a certification in that and uh, did a lot of regulatory and transactional type work. But uh, I don't actually service any banks or credit unions right now as an attorney. I suppose I could. I just not something that it's not super exciting work usually. Depends. Sometimes it can be. Uh, yeah, I got one one that I kind of look over a little bit, but uh, not a ton of it. But anyways, I know plenty about this field and I know plenty about this area. And it's an interesting thing because I'm looking at all the, he the headlines. You know, this bank melting down, that bank melting down, you know, the stock market being closed for this, you know, Dow shutting down trading on this bank, that bank, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, how many banks are going to have runs? How many of this? How many of that? And there's just so many aspects of this that consumers are not going to understand. So that's what we're here for, folks. We are going to explain these things because there are things that you as citizens need to know. So let's start with what banking is from a management perspective, right? So we all know banking, you know, you put your money in here, you loan it out there. Uh, you know, they, they put this money into this investment, that money into that investment, you know, all these different products and services, so on and so forth. Uh, 
it, it's a lot of spreadsheets, a lot of this, a lot of that. But from a managerial perspective, one of the most important aspects of banking is understanding the compliance, right? There are so many compliance issues. Banking is so heavily regulated. There are a lot of limitations to what you can do. And banks are regulated differently than credit unions, state credit unions different than federal credit unions, and uh, private credit unions different than any of them. Uh, you have your insurer, you know, whether it's FDIC, whether it's the NCUA, a pri you know, private insurer, it just depends. So you've got all these different things happening. Uh, but you always have a ton of regulation and a ton of compliance work. And as a manager of a bank, one of the things that you're doing is you're basically looking for ways to maximize profit uh, within the window of that compliance uh scope, I guess, or risk or guideline or whatever. So they're creative. Banks are creative and they find a lot of ways to do this. And in the meantime, the big banks or the the credit unions have some pretty, pretty solid trade associations. They're always jockeying with the regulators to try and get room to do this or room to get that. Uh, the big banks have a lot more influence than anybody. And, and they're quite successful and quite effective at buying laws and legislation and regulations getting passed. So the reason that this is important is as we're looking at these meltdowns, what you got to understand is in a highly, highly regulated industry like banking, where you're looking, one of the number one things that you're looking at is your financial ratios, right? So when you look at regulations, you're making decisions, well, you got to keep your loan portfolio looking this way, your risk analysis looking that way, you know, all of these different ratios that apply. And by ratios, I mean, you know, they'll look at how many deposits you have and what types of deposits versus how many loans and what types of loans and how many, you know, instruments that you have and different things. And yeah, the term and the duration, are they fixed? Are they variable? And they, they use all these different variables and they look at all these numbers to see how risky your bank is or how much risk your bank is accepting. Now, the thing that you have to understand and that you should understand, you don't need to understand all these ratios. What, what we the people need to understand is that these ratios and these numbers and this analysis is stuff that is exceedingly well known within the industry. Everybody that is running a bank, anybody that's a CFO or CEO or you know, any sort of a, got any sort of authority at any sort of a bank or credit union of any size, has to know this stuff. And so they know when they're looking at these loans and these investments and these different things, what sort of risk there is. Investors like BlackRock or Vanguard or, or you know, anyone who's going to invest in a bank, uh, you know, they understand how that works too, right? So they know when BlackRock buys, uh, you know, part of uh, Silicon Valley Bank, BlackRock knows what they're looking at. BlackRock's got some of the foremost uh, economic analysts out there. So these guys know what they're looking at, and these guys know what kind of risk the bank has. They also know how uh, the bank leaders are going to play games within the regulatory window to maximize their potential for returns, which means increasing their risk. You know, the, these games that people play are, are games that are well known within the industry and the regulators know it. And what happens is there's a constant game of cat and mouse between the, the leaders of the banks and the regulators. Well, 
these banks have done this for a long time. So when we look at, at the risk profile of a Silicon Valley bank and all these sorts of things, everybody knows what's going on. Silicon Valley Bank didn't just wake up and melt down the next day. Everybody knew it was coming. They had to know it was coming. The bank internally, all of the bank leaders knew that was coming, every one of them. The investors in the bank, your BlackRock, your Vanguards, they all knew. Now, you see things like the, the CEO of, uh, of uh, Silicon Valley Bank sold a couple million dollars worth of stocks a month before it melted down. Well, that's because he knew. Everybody knew what was happening, right? There's no way that you're running that bank and you don't know what's going on. So what that means is, is if everybody knew and everybody, this wasn't and should not have been a surprise. And to be honest, there was probably, there probably were a number of things that the bank could have done to shift trajectory earlier on if they had wanted to. My point is, is that I think this is intentional. Okay, banking as an industry, you don't you don't just wake up one day and melt down, right? You're looking at your loan portfolio. You've got your business loans and your non-business loans. You know, you got mortgages. Well, you look at your mortgages, right? So let's say that you've got mortgages and you you know the average five percent return across the board, right? I mean, maybe you had a whole bunch of high rate mortgages. Or maybe they average 2%. Maybe they average 3 I, Yeah, whatever they are. Uh, you Those mortgages are going to, that portfolio is going to be based on, on the risk, right? So everyone that you make a loan to, you know, they're either a good credit, bad credit, high risk, low risk, whatever. The amount of risk you take uh, is, is predictable. It's manageable, you, you know, so... Uh, with Silicon Valley Bank, one of the things that we see is, you know, they were they were known to be a, a big place for tech investments. So Silicon Valley Bank was taking a lot of high risk loans. Now, let me let me tell you what that means. So high risk loans, tech investments, particularly startups, business loans, those are very very high risk. Now I don't know the specifics about how they manage their portfolio. But here's my guess. These guys took a lot of startup uh, companies. They, they funded a lot of startups, funded a lot of things that were you know, very much stock market based. And uh, they, they designed and structured probably a lot of their loans for that sort of a thing. Those are very high risk things. Now, when you see the economy collapsing and you see Biden spending like he is, you know inflation's coming, right? Inflation means that the value of the dollars are less. You're going to have less money coming in uh, on the bank. The value of your long-term investments goes down because if you're making you know, a lower interest rate and interest rates are going up, which is what happens when inflation occurs, well, then your old investments are worth less, right? And by the way, banks sell investments. So uh, you, know, you sell an investment. Uh, you may sell a pool of investments and that if, so that you've got some liquidity right? Liquidity means that you've got cash on hand. So these banks, say they may sell these investments. Uh, if interest rates are going up, the value of your, your low interest rate investments goes down to sell. And if interest rates are going down, the value of your high interest rates goes up even more if you're going to sell it. Because the, the other banks that you're going to sell it to have greater return. So this is complicated financial stuff, folks. 
But the, the point is, is that everything that was happening at Silicon Valley Bank was stuff that was known. The real cause of the collapse was Biden's economy. You know, he keeps printing money and uh, they, the inflation's out of control. And then when you combine that with the inherent desire for these banks to push their risk profile up, 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 uh, you get a mess. The legal loopholes that they play, and now particularly one of the great, great, great issues you run into is this ESG investing, right? Environmental social governance investing. As the banks support that, it adds a whole ton of risk. But by calling it ESG, it allows the banks to say, well, we're doing this because our investors want us to support these good causes. And so it allows the banks to justify making higher risk investments. Well, they're gone now. Uh, they're shut down. These high risk investments don't always pay off. That's why they're high risk. And when you start think, taking into account things like uh, you know, ESG, well, that has nothing to do with your ability to repay a loan. I mean, they're doing cartwheels at the Fed and elsewhere to try and uh, try and work that into, uh, you know, investments. But the reality is, is that ESG is a terrible financial return. It's a terrible idea. It doesn't make any sense numbers wise. It's just a leftist push for control. So when you start adding in ESG type loans and you uh, you start you keep pushing these high risk windows and you you combine that with Biden's tanking economy, out of control inflation, and everything else, you've got a recipe for disaster. Uh, then when you when you look at the fact, two biggest two of the biggest stakeholders at uh, SVB were BlackRock and, and Vanguard, who both have a very vested interest in seeing certain things happen. So two of the three, some of the banks that are collapsing right now, uh, Signature and uh, Silvergate Capital are, are huge, huge in crypto. Did you know that, folks? Now, this is complicated. I need you to bear with me. I can't help it, folks. I'm, I'm trying to simplify this as much as possible. But you got to understand, uh, this all leads to why you got to buy gold from bh-pm.com. Tell them Ren sent you. And, you know, what Biden's doing to try and usher in central bank digital currency. And that's what he's doing, by the way. So what you see happening is, is kind of a multi-fronted attack on our economic system. BlackRock and Vanguard knew these guys were collapsing. And, did, and even though they were stakeholders, for whatever reason, they were good with it. Um, these banks knew they were collapsing. Instead of taking steps early to, to do this a little bit safer, uh, their executive staff decided to keep doing what they were doing. SVB was just one of them. There's a bunch of these places going down. So the question is why? Why, when you know that these banks are collapsing, why, when you know what's going on, would you continue to allow this to occur? Why wouldn't you take steps to preserve this? Well, that's a good question, isn't it? Now, let's say for a second that you were really interested in creating the Great Reset and getting central bank digital currency. Well, crypto would be a real, a real problem for that, wouldn't it? You don't want anything to compete with your central bank digital currency. And if you can have crypto, well, that's a private solution that does the same thing. Why would I go to a government-based uh, crypto if I can just use a private-based crypto? They don't want that. You notice that Two of the three biggest crypto banks on the planet are, are dead. Okay. So 
what you're seeing is you're seeing this kind of war on crypto as well as a war on American currency. Those two things together combine to to equate to promote central bank digital currency as a natural solution, right? If crypto is not an alternative, and if the cash dollar is meaningless uh, because we've collapsed the cash dollar, which is what they're trying to do here with the shutdown banks. Um, what do you got? Now, the cash dollar is going to collapse more coming up because the Fed just took took steps to, to ensure that by ensuring that inflation goes completely out of control in the next couple of years. Uh, when the Fed stepped in to assist in this, they really made things a lot worse. Okay, this is really a crucial, crucial point. So the Fed solution was to say, and this sounds great if you're a small business or middle class type person. Fed says, "Hey guys, we're going to uh, we're going to step in. We're going to insure all your accounts, not just the two hundred fifty thousand accounts. Everybody's fully insured." So the Fed's mo moving to do this. The practical effect is is that the only way the Fed can do that is to print a monumental amount of money, a monumental amount. They're going to have to print so much money. Because they can't just do it for one or two banks. If that's the policy, it's got to be across the board. Otherwise, we're seeing an equal protection issue. So if they're going to step in and do that, what that really means is that the Fed is going to now uh, print out so much money that we're going to see inflation on a scale that we've never seen. So remember, we've got on one side, they're attacking banks in particular areas that are going to eliminate crypto. And on the other they're, they're letting banks go away and collapse. So the Fed has to print a ton of money to, to, to shore up these banks, which the Fed is apparently fine with doing because FDIC doesn't have enough money in it to take care of this. So you've got kind of this multi-pronged attack. And it's an attack on freedom. It's an attack on America. And what they're doing is they're trying to leave us with one possible solution, central bank digital currency. Okay, this is one of the most important things going on. Uh, we've got legislation in Missouri that's promoting it. We've got legislation in a bunch of states that's promoting it. We've got uh, Christy Nome, thankfully, vetoed uh, legislation that would have promoted it. We've got the BlackRock and Vanguard working with banks to facilitate this, and we've got the Fed back in the whole thing. It's a complex scheme. It's corrupt as can be. I need you to go to TomRens.com. I need you to support my sponsors. I need you to go to bh-pm.com. Buy some gold today or silver or something. You need something to shore up your, your investments. You've got to have something. Tell them Ren sent you. you got to tell them Ren sent you. If you don't tell them I sent you, uh, you know, you're, you're missing out the opportunity to help me out, which means I got fewer lawyers to sue over this stuff. So go to tomrens.com, support our Substack. We need donations. Go to the Give, Send, Go if you can. We do need your help. We'll be right back. go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Whoa, wait, we wash our nose? Yes, the number one place where bacteria, viruses, and pollen enter the body is through the nose. So the average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for bacteria, viruses, and irritants to get into your nose and make you sick. For an extra layer of protection, 
wash your nose with Clear. That is Clear, X-L-E-A-R. Clear's drug-free nasal spray features xylitol, an ingredient proven to block adhesion of many nasty bacteria and viruses, and effectively clean, not just rinse like a saline, but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R.com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com where we're healing America one person at a time. Okay, folks, welcome back. Now, listen, I know you got to stick with me on this uh, and that it's tough. This stuff is complicated, but you got to understand that this is intentionally being done to destroy America. They're trying to push central bank digital currencies. Uh, central bank digital currencies, along with the COVID vaccines and other mRNA gene therapy vaccines, are the most dangerous thing to happen in this country and the most dangerous thing to our freedom that there, that could happen. These things are all about control, controlling your health, controlling your finances, controlling your wealth. Now, I'm going to remind you again, go to bh-pm.com, tell them Ren sent you, buy some gold. You need to have some on hand. Okay. Now, before the break, we were talking about this kind of confluence of things that are occurring. There are, and I can't stress this enough, pushing the banks to collapse, which is something that is very preventable. The way that banks are regulated, the way the numbers work, you you know if your bank is being mismanaged, or you should know. There's no, it's all, it's very difficult to mismanage a bank to the point where it's going to collapse. So the idea that BlackRock and Vanguard are key stakeholders in these big banks and they're collapsing, and they're saying that they don't know—that's an outright lie. It's clear as day; it's a lie. You, there's just no way these guys didn't know this. So they let it happen anyways, which indicates to me there's a reason for it. Why is that? Well, this is part of the war on the American currency. Now, I wouldn't be surprised at all if everybody knew that the Fed was going to move towards uh, allowing for each one of these uh, FDIC for the, to cover entirely, to expand the insurance to cover everything. Now, I don't think the Fed can do that legally. It's my opinion that's an illegal move, but who's going to fight them on it? So... The Fed's unilaterally going to drive up inflation on a level that's going to destroy the American dollar. In the meantime, Americans would normally look to crypto as a backup or some other you know, currency as a backup, but they're also going to war on that. So they've destroyed uh, two of the banks that are two of the biggest crypto banks out there, but they're doing another thing. There's another thing happening, right? The war to get central bank digital currency is fully underway. And one of the things that you may or may not know about is that a bunch of states are pushing legislation. Uh, Christy Nome just vetoed legislation that would have really laid the groundwork for central bank digital currency. Now in Missouri, I keep talking about Missouri. Now I keep talking about Missouri because we've got House Bill 1169 there that's the informed consent bill. 
1169. It's the informed consent bill. And the Republicans in the Missouri legislature are holding 1169 up. They're not rushing to pass it. They're trying very hard to slow walk this so it doesn't get passed. It's informed consent. All it does is it makes sure that you know if something's going to modify your genes. That's it. And the risks and benefits that go along with medicines. That's it. It doesn't do anything else. It doesn't ban mRNA. It doesn't ban vaccines. All it does is say that you got to tell people the risks and benefits. But Dean Plocker, the, the House Speaker in Missouri, is avoiding, he, he's slow walking that in every way possible. It's going to be a committee hearing next week, which I'm going to, uh, very, very eager to see. And then after that, it's going to go to another committee. My guess is, is that one or both of these committees are going to slow walk it, but we'll see. So people in Missouri, I hope you're listening. I hope you're waking up. Now, let me tell you the other thing that's happening in Missouri. Since I'm doing all this work in Missouri, and I'm, I'm from Ohio, by the way, uh, but Missouri is a very red state and it's a central state. We've got to get Missouri taken care of. Trust me, folks, there's reasons I'm focusing on Missouri. Okay, so the other, you have 1169, House Bill 1169, that everyone in Missouri should support because it's informed consent. Then you have House Bill 1165. House Bill 1165 is another bill, and no, it needs vetoed. It needs stopped immediately. Now, Plocker, the House Speaker, the Republican House Speaker, uh, they seem to be moving this one along real quick, but let me tell you about House Bill 1165. House Bill 1165 is to all about laying the groundwork for central bank digital currency in, in Missouri. I've read through the bill, okay? I've read through the bill. It's 103 pages, I believe. Long bill. No, it was painful. It's painful to read, and it's banking, so it's even more painful to read. The only thing worse than reading law is reading banking law or tax law. It's terrible. 103 pages. You know what, folks? I should probably get an award for, for reading this, but yeah, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, I took one for the team. Just in case you guys think that I don't earn what I do, uh, you know, the big bucks here, uh, which, hey, this should warrant some donations. I, you should go to my Give, Send, Go right now. You can get there at TomRens.com. Go to my Give, Send, Go. I should get extra donations for reading this uh, because I'm going to tell you it hurt. It physically hurt. Um, well, within this bill, and I'm not going to go through this whole thing with you, but House Bill 1165 needs to be pulled immediately. They are pushing for central bank digital currency. I'm going to read this one, one statement out of there, 105 pages. This is, this is where the bill defines the word money, okay? So money in Missouri used to be defined as means a medium of exchange that is currently authorized I'm sorry, it used to say, I misspoke, means a medium of exchange currently authorized, adopted by a domestic or foreign government. The term includes monetary unit of account established by an intergovernmental organization or an agreement between two or more countries. Okay, that was it. Pretty straightforward meaning for money. They have redefined it in this bill, and now money means means a medium of exchange that is currently authorized or adopted by a domestic or foreign government. The term includes monetary unit of account established by an intergovernmental organization or by an agreement between two or more countries. And this is the additional new part. The term does not include an electronic record 
that is a medium of exchange recorded and transferable in a system that existed and operated for the medium of exchange before the medium of exchange was authorized or adopted by a government. Why is that important? Well, you have to go through the whole document, but basically what this does is means that any of the current cryptos, they're gone. They can't, they can't be a basis for this. It's got to be something that once our government authorizes CBDCs, that is the only electronic currency that's there. There's no competition, right? And then they go on and they do all sorts of other things with what money is and what it means and this and that and other. And this whole bill is about shoring up and allowing for the banking needs to support central bank digital currencies. There is no other reason for this bill. This bill needs to be killed entirely, or they need to include a statement saying that Missouri will never recognize central bank digital currencies. That would be real simple. If they want to, if folks, if they want to tell me that's not what it's about, then I ask them to amend this bill to include a statement that says Missouri bans henceforth and forever central bank digital currencies from being recognized by any bank in the state. Further, Missouri should additionally uh, recognize under the Fourth Amendment that any and all financial transactions, electronic or otherwise, are always subject to privacy protections that may not be waived by contract. Ooh, can't be waived by contract. Boy, that caused some troubles. Uh, because, by the way, folks, let me tell you what you do right now. Do you know that your electronic medical records that are supposed to be secret, your, your, your health care that you think is secret, Everybody in the universe sees it. Do you know why? It's waived by contract over and over again. Over and over again. You can thank Obamacare for that. If you think that big tech doesn't know about your health records, I got news for you. The only people that don't know about your health records are, are the other we the people. The government knows about them. With this... If it's not about central bank digital currency, then I want to urge Missouri to add a statement that says that they're going to ban central bank digital currency and or any other mechanism that would relate to it. And they want to reiterate the Fourth Amendment right to privacy on it. If this is just about modernizing the banking system, let's see it. Put it on paper. Folks, I don't, you know, it's not what it's about. It's not what it's about at all. This is part of the continued war on our freedom. This war is expanding and we are in serious trouble. We have got to stop this CBDC. This can't be like COVID. Okay, we've got 75% of the people that may or may not have gotten this according to the CDC, this COVID vaccine. How many of them are dead and dying? We can't have another thing that's that big of a disaster in this country. And that's what CBDC is. It's a mechanism for them to target people, to destroy people, to target free speech, to know everything we're doing. We cannot allow central bank digital currency to come into play. Now, you need to have gold and you need to have other mechanisms to trade. But I'm going to tell you, these state laws that they're trying to pass, like 1165 in Missouri, folks, they're going to enshrine this in a way where you can't get around it. They're going to try and outlaw every form of barter except for CBDCs. They're going to use a combination of state and federal law to do it. Folks, we, we can't wait on this. 
Go to bhspm.com, buy yourself some gold, tell them Ren sent you. But more importantly, call your state legislature and say hell no to these banking uh, banking laws that they're making solely for the purpose of putting, pushing central bank digital currency. I'm going to tell you right now, if there is a bill about banking in your state legislature right now, I will almost guarantee you it is about pushing central bank digital currencies. There are a bunch of them out there. Christy Nome, praise God, had the courage and wisdom to veto it. Everybody send her a thank you and ask her to tell the other Republican governors what's happening. We have got to stand against this. DeSantis, I'm talking to you. I hope you're listening. People of Florida, you got to get DeSantis on this. I don't know. I haven't looked to see whether Florida already passed this if they because they're trying to sneak this in under the radar. Okay? All the all the Republican states they're trying to sneak it in. The banks are saying, "Hey, we need to modernize our code. Can you pass this law?" And all the modernization language does is promote central bank digital currencies, but the Republicans that are pushing these out, these guys are not banking experts and not lawyers, and it's painful to read 105 pages of banking law. So they aren't reading it. They don't know what's happening. They think they're just keeping their uh, their uh, lobbyists happy from the banks. Folks, It is that's not what's happening. They're trying to sneak these in in too many states, and they're doing it for the sole purpose of trying to ensure that central bank digital currencies are the way of the future. Folks, we've got to stop them. Got to stop them. Florida, Texas, Texas, I'm looking at you. Oklahoma. Guys, they're going to push it in every Republican state. I guarantee you the more red you are, the bigger the target you are. Uh, Got to get in front of this. Like I said, 1165 is the bill in Missouri. You need to look at your own state, find out what your state's doing. But I guarantee you these are happening in more states than they're not. Any state where they need to do this to push electronic uh, electronic and uh, centralized digital currency, they're, they're making the changes. So this is a critical issue. We need our conservative state lawmakers all over this because central bank digital currency means game over. It's done. Between that and the COVID vaccines, you are done. And by the way, if you got the central bank digital currency, you think they aren't going to penalize you and take your money if you don't get the vaccines? I guarantee they will. Okay? So this comes down to whether or not you want freedom. If you want freedom, you have to fight this. I'm telling you, we cannot allow the adoption of any sort of central bank digital currency. Biden's already doing it. It exists. Okay? It exists. If you don't stop it, from, from becoming the, the dominant currency in the United States, we're done. If they devalue the dollar enough, if they do all the things that they're doing, they think they can force this. They're trying to collapse the banks, especially the banks that support crypto. They're trying to collapse the dollar, and they're trying to move on to other things. This benefits every enemy of the United States and freedom out there to the detriment of the we the people. Missouri, I'm talking to you. House Bill 1169-1169, inform consent, stand for it, push it, ask Blocker why he's slow walking it. House Bill 1165, central bank digital currencies, no, 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 no. All right. So with that, folks, uh, I got to tell you. We have to really, we we have to look. Uh, the Citizen Free Press today. If you look at Citizen Free Press or Liberty Daily, 
both are great, great uh, websites. They, they, you know, they, they pull together the news. It used to be Drudge. It was, was great, but then he sold out. Yeah. You know, I don't even know if Drudge actually runs it anymore. Uh, but that, that website sold out pretty badly uh, for whatever reason. Don't know what's going on with it, but I quit looking at them years ago. I look at Liberty Daily and Citizen Free Press. So, But if you look at Citizen Free Press and you look at the headlines, banks hiding $620 billion in losses. By the way, did you know they can do that? They can hide that? And, and they are. Uh, I have no doubt that that's probably accurate. Uh, Credit Suisse is in trouble. Uh, Dow, Dow turns negative. Regional bank shares collapse. Uh, crypto just lost three important banks. It's headline after headline. They've moved into the economic attack, folks. The next two big things are censorship and the economy. They're pushing for the central bank digital currencies. They need chaos in the currency market so that when they launch the next pandemic, they can push for, for a total takeover. Cannot have it, folks. We cannot have it. You know, meanwhile, God bless our Republicans. We've got some really good people down in the House that are speaking out. They're looking at the wrong stuff. There's no bailout, no bailout. Well, the Fed just did it. The Fed just did it. I want to know what you're going to do to stop the Fed. That's the bailout you got to watch. Folks, it's a scary time. Uh, it's a scary time. But you can protect your health if you get Cofix. Cofix, one of my favorite new products. Uh, you know, you squirt this stuff up your nose, it kills the germs. You get sinus problems, sinus infection, you know, cold. You squirt this stuff up there, it kills the germs. Great product. Love the product. If you click on the banner ad, you can get it. You want to use the OutLoud code at checkout. It supports our network. It supports what we do. Get yourself some Cofix. Great, great product. And then I want to reiterate, go to bh-pm.com. Tell them Tom sent you. Get yourself some gold and silver. Got to do it. Uh, go to tomrens.com. We need some help. We do need some help. Go to the Substack. Uh, sign up, subscribe. That's getting censored big time. Help us at our Give, Send, Go. And keep listening. We'll be right back. America out loud beats to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, you're troubled, confused, glad, and thankful. Well, we know you because we are you. AmericaOutloud.com. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. The liberty and justice for all. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health. 
and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day, yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. Okay, folks, welcome back, welcome back. Uh, you know, there are things happening other than banks crashing and central bank digital currency and the destruction of our universe, although a lot of things are related to the destruction of our universe. Uh, but a different aspect of that destruction stems from uh, the State Department. Actually, everything that Obama touches, that Biden touches, uh, that any of these guys have touched, uh, it's all garbage. And the State Department is part of the bureaucratic war against freedom. Uh, they're a major part. Well, House Republicans are asking uh, the Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, to explain why it is that we have given $650,000 to a British nonprofit to censor Americans. And that's what we've done, right? And we've done this a lot. We're, we're spending all sorts of money trying to censor Americans. It's a huge thing, and it's very clear. Uh, we do a lot of that. We ask Twitter to censor Americans, as shown in the Twitter files. We've asked Facebook to do the same, I'm certain, and the same for Google. Uh, censorship business is big business, and it turns out that uh, Rep. Andrew Clyde of Georgia, thank you, sir, and 11 other members of Congress has signed a letter to Blinken demanding to know why the State Department's Global Engagement Center and the U.S.-funded National Endowment for Democracy sent more than $650,000 to the British Global Disinformation De Index. Uh, quoting the story, the disinformation group, which is also financially supported by progressive mega-donor George Soros, says it gives risk ratings to advertisers to help them avoid financially supporting disinformation online. Uh, in October of 2022, websites... Uh, the Global Disinformation Index found to be the least risky for publishing disinformation included BuzzFeed, The Washington Post, HuffPost, New York Times. Websites ranked as riskiest uh, in, for disinformation were all conservative or centrist, including Real Clear Politics, Daily Wire, and New York Post. Folks, <clears throat> our government is at war with free speech. Okay, They're at war with freedom generally. Uh, I appreciate that the Republicans are bringing this to light, uh, but but this is clear as day. Now, we got to put some pressure on the courts. I would like to know why the courts keep ruling in favor of Section 230 when quite clearly these are government actions. How much more information needs there be before the courts start saying, yep, government action, government censorship? Because that's what it is, folks. It's government censorship. Just because they launder the money through some corrupt organization doesn't mean that they're not pulling the strings. So, yeah, if we if we have a First Amendment, but then allow our government to willingly work away around it and to facilitate disinformation, uh, you know, exercises where they censor things that you know our government, who is politically uh, inclined to say are, are disinformation, those get censored. I mean, we're we're in trouble, folks. 
we're in serious trouble. And that's what's happening. And, you know, all you need to see is that we funded a group that's supported by George Soros, a group that, that rated BuzzFeed and the Washington Post and the Huff Post as credible. What more do you need to know, folks? I mean, these guys are clowns. Yeah, I give the New York Times a little bit more credit because at least they try and maintain some semblance, semblance of credibility sometimes. Now, don't get me wrong. They've completely sold out. But at least now and then they try and pretend they're a real newspaper. The Washington Post, the Huff Post, and uh, uh, BuzzFeed, I mean, they don't even pretend to be news. I mean, they, they might as well have brought to you by the, the Democrats and socialists as a byline to every story. It's ridiculous. So uh, the censorship thing is a big deal, folks. It really is. It's one of the next big fronts of this war. I think the two biggest things right now, the banking and the censorship, we're fighting the COVID. The COVID, don't misunderstand. COVID is core and central, and it's a foundational piece to this whole war on freedom. Uh, but the COVID thing has, has already been illustrated to be all about creating gene therapies and gene modification controlling the genome. We know this. You, they wouldn't be pushing all these mRNA jabs into everything and every other uh, area of the world if it wasn't. Now, the, the real issue here, folks, is uh, that they want to control the genome. So, you know, that's that. But in addition to that, we've got to pay attention to the censorship in central bank digital currencies. They're both crucial. Uh, on to another, another document uh, and related to this, very much related to this, and also to the Fourth Amendment, which I, I mentioned earlier. You know, that's that, that privacy amendment, right? Uh, so Tucker Carlson alleged a number of years back, I believe, 2021, that uh, the NSA had tapped into some of his private messages. Uh, he had said that, you know, that, that this was, uh, you know, that they had gotten into his stuff. Well, the NSA never denied it. They, they crafted a, they had a very carefully crafted response. Uh, they said, they noted that he had made the allegation that they had been monitoring his electronic communications. And uh, they said, that's not true. We didn't monitor it. We can't make him the target. They said, but they never denied that they, they saw his communications. They said that he can't be the target, right? And technically, under the law, he can't be the target. But that doesn't mean they didn't monitor his communications by targeting people he was talking to. In this case, the allegation was that he was reaching out to try to schedule an interview with uh, Vladimir Putin. And the NSA intercepted it because they were spying on Putin. Well, you say tomato, I say tomato, folks. Why the hell are they getting into his messages? That's not their business. Uh, Tucker, Tucker got ripped in the mainstream for this. They said, oh, he's a conspiracy theorist. He's a nuts. That didn't happen. Well, it turns out it did. It looks, it looks very much like it did. And uh, the thing about it is, is that Tucker ended up scrapping the interview because of that. Now, listen, is Vladimir Putin a good guy? Absolutely not. I mean, the guy's former KGB. But 
He is the leader of a nation that is a nuclear superpower. He is the leader of a nation that is, uh, they're, they're a big player on a global scale. They just are. Russia's a big deal. And the idea that we, that Tucker Carlson wouldn't be able to interview this guy. I mean, the main, does the NSA do this if, uh, you know, the mainstream media wants to interview uh, President Z over in, in China? Do they shut down the mainstream? Carlson uh, felt pretty intimidated by this, backed out of the interview. But what would have happened if he had had it? I mean, look at this disaster we have in Ukraine. Wouldn't it have been interesting to hear what Putin has to say about it? I'd be curious to know what he has to say about it. I mean, I don't have to agree with him. I don't have to trust him, but I'd certainly like to know what he has to say about it. I would love nothing more than to hear Tucker Carlson interview Vladimir Putin about this war in Ukraine. Now, I don't think that Putin would be honest any more than I think that Biden's honest. But I don't think I don't think Putin could be less dishonest about what's going on over there than Biden is. I mean, Biden's the biggest crook on the planet. If it came, if you had to ask me who I think is a bigger liar, Vladimir Putin or, or Joe Biden, I, boy, I got to be honest with you, folks. I'm not sure. That's right. You can quote me on that mainstream. You guys want to? I'm sure someone's going to be having a fit over that quote. Yes, I actually trust Joe Biden as little as I trust Vladimir Putin. But I do want to hear what Vladimir Putin has to say on it. We've been listening to Biden's lies and propaganda on this. We've been listening to every bit of lie and propaganda on this you can hear. I'd love to hear what's going, what Russia has to say. And I don't trust anything that, that the mainstream would ask. So, you know, if Tucker Carlson was going to interview this guy, I'd be interested to hear what they have to say. Uh, we can't have censorship, folks, and we can't have the, the federal government snooping on everything we do. This is just not acceptable. Not acceptable in any way, shape, or form. And speaking of Tucker, I want to talk about Tucker. So Carlson has been doing incredible stuff lately. I don't know whether he's, uh, you know, you, if you're skeptical and cynical, you may you maybe say, well, it's because he's getting the ratings. He knows that's how you get the ratings. You know, I hear a lot of people tell me, yeah, but he works for Fox, so he's controlled opposition. I hear people tell me all sorts of things. I want to use Tucker's prominence and Tucker Carlson's just the incredible work that he does to illustrate a really important point. Controlled opposition. I keep hearing about controlled opposition. This isn't the first time I've talked about it, folks. Listen, Tucker Carlson has done an immense amount of good. Did they release these things that say that he, you know, he he was he didn't like Trump in his text messages. Yep. Are they true? I don't know. I don't even care. I really don't care. Honestly, at this point, the stuff he's promoting is tr is generally pretty darn good. And I haven't followed Tucker through his whole career. So he, maybe back then, I don't know what he was saying. I like Donald Trump. Uh, so whether he liked supporting Donald Trump or not, I'm glad he did it. I hope he continues to do it. You know, all, most of these people that we run into are fake. I'm one of the very, very few people in media or doing the stuff that I do that I just don't care. I, I really, there's nothing fake about me. Um, if I don't like someone, I don't like them. But, you know, whether I like them or not, I'm not, I, gender, I generally try not to be rude 
or to attack people on my side. Um, I, I just don't see any value in attacking fellow people who are helping. Tucker Carlson, I don't care what you think about him. I like what he's doing. He's helping. So I don't want to hear people tell you, well, I, he said this about Trump 20 years ago, or he did that five years ago, or he might, you know, he's on, I don't care. I just don't care. The question is, is he doing good? Is he moving the ball down the field towards freedom? He gets a lot of listeners, a lot of viewers, and he's moving the ball down the field towards freedom. So I don't care if he did this or he did that and it bothers us and this or bothers us. Generally speaking, Tucker does way more good than harm. And he does way more good in one show than most of us can do in a month. So, you know, I don't, I, we, we, we got to take people where they are, right? See this a lot in the Patriot movement. I'm seeing a lot of, and I know I've talked about this folks, but I'm going to keep talking about it till it's gone. Then fighting in the Patriot movement. You know, my question for anyone that claims to be on my side is, what are you doing to help move the ball down the field towards freedom? If you can answer that, and if it's true, then I don't want to fight with you. I may not like everything you're doing. You know, I got guys on our team who are doing a lot of good health freedom things and have great reputations in the health freedom movement or anti-censorship movement or the free election movement or the pick your movement, right? Uh, all the patriot movements are good to me. I got guys in every one of those that have great reputations that I know do things as much because it makes them money or it helps them get the, you know, do what they're going to do as anything else. And a lot of people don't know it. You know, I don't care. I don't care. It's like, yeah, if they make some money off of it and they're doing good off of it, good. They're fighting for our country. And maybe their priority is money. Maybe it's uh, themselves. I don't care as long as they're moving for freedom because how many people are not fighting for freedom right now? Ask yourself, what did you do for freedom today? You know, if the answer is not everything, then don't begrudge the people who are fighting for freedom. Just say thank you, and you know, let it go at that. Uh, anyways, I don't, I don't want to drag that on too much. Uh, I want to finish. I want to make sure that I have the time to finish with this. Good news. I want to finish with something that makes me happy. Every now and then I'll see these stories, and I, I love them. And I'm going to go into a dive on this story. Headline, Texas State Trooper Take Injured Colleagues' Daughters to Daddy-Daughter Dance. I love this. I love this. Daddy-Daughter Dance, how awesome is that? Uh, quote, State Trooper stepped in to take an injured colleague's daughter to the Daddy-Daughter Dance he couldn't attend. DPS Trooper Curtis Boots was investigating a crash on I-45 in Navarro County during February's winter storm when he was hit by another vehicle. Guy has broken legs, broken hip, broken pelvis, femur, ribs, forearm, lacerated liver, all sorts of, this guy really took a beating. And uh, he's he's trying to recover. It looks like he's going to live, I think, based on this story. It's not real clear. Um, says that uh, five DPS Troopers showed up to take Putz's two fifth grade daughter to their final daddy daughter dance. Uh, they had uh, freshly washed patrol cars. They uh, brought flowers and the whole nine yards. Just the whole thing. God bless these guys. 
God bless him. I pray for Trooper Curtis Poots to, to have a speedy recovery. And God bless the guys who stepped in and did that for his babies. You know, there's a lot of good in this world, folks. There really is a lot of good. It's hard. It's hard. We've been fighting so many bad guys. And for those of us that have been active and awake, we've been fighting long. We've been fighting hard. It's a brutal, brutal fight. But you know what? That's what we fight for. There's good in this world. There's a, there's a world worth fighting for, folks. There really is. And every now and then you see these stories. You know, it's a daddy-daughter dance. I don't know. Is it the end of the world? Is it going to save the world? I don't care. I don't care. Those two little girls who couldn't go with their daddy, who he got hurt when he was trying to, you know, help with an investigation in a car wreck, they get to go. And they got to be treated like little princesses. And God bless them. Uh, God bless uh, Trooper Kurt, Curtis Putz, Putz, however you say his name. Uh, God bless the guy. I pray that he he's healthy. I pray that he recovers soon. And I pray for his family. We've got so much bad, folks. It's amazing to be able to tell you guys something good. So God bless them. Uh, get your, order yourself a Genesis HOCL, folks. You got to click on the banner ad and you got to use Out Loud Code to check out. This is a great product. It vaporizes the solution into the air that kills germs. It gets rid of the germs in your house so you don't spread it to your the rest of your family. Genesis HSC, a great product. Great, great, great. But you got to use Out Loud code at checkout to get the discount. I appreciate you guys listening, and I will talk to you tomorrow.